comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm Greg Mahachko. Joining me as always, he is the co-host of the year, and that is how they know him at our favorite comic book store, Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. He is Mike Luther. Hello, Mike. Yeah, I, I definitely have to go and get more comics here pretty soon. I know I got one in my pull folder now. Now that I have a pull folder, I'm going to pick up Graham 2 and 3, I think, is probably going to be coming out soon. I think 3 is out now, yeah. 3 is out now, perfect. Probably I think. Pick up, yeah, probably pick up a couple other ones. But before that, you know what I was thinking? Did, I remember for some reason you talking about how your deck's getting finished or you're redoing your deck or something. We redid it, yeah. You, or it's already done, okay, right? Mm-hmm. So before the weather gets colder, which I know is probably going to be another month before it gets colder, we definitely have to do a podcast outside, you know, probably around this time, maybe have a beer or two, you know? Okay. So that's that should happen fairly soon, I'm, I'm hoping, you know? I'm game. If, Depending on what goes on the weekends, you know, but I don't really have much plans. I don't think there's a big UFC pay-per-view until, you know, next really big one that I know of is in October. So hopefully it's before that. Yeah. Yeah. Give me time to like. uh, seal the deck. Okay. Or the exposed portion of the deck anyway. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, we have my wife. Uh, she, she pitched an idea couple weeks back that I didn't hate. You know okay. how, how we have that closed-in portion of the deck? Yes. You know how it, it kind of looks like, you know? Yeah, kinda, um, the screens, well, you haven't been here in a while. The wind has right, abused exactly. the screen. Uh, okay. And, and some of them are just kind of flapping. Okay, uh, okay. So she pitched the idea of just taking the walls down, still having the post, still having the covered portion, but just taking the walls out and making it like an open air type of thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm not opposed to it. No, no. I'm just trying to figure out who's going to do all that work. Yeah. You know, and eh, who's going to pay for it? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like tearing stuff down would be easy, but it's probably not the right way to do it. it it's tearing down while also not, interrupting the structural integrity right 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 because we don't want the rest of the part to collapse on us when we're outside yeah yeah that or would, even yeah, when that we're not outside good. that'd be bad yeah that's also true yeah yeah so you let me know when um and then we'll uh figure out time and i said you know well what are you doing right it, now mike come on over I, i'm sure <laughs> be, be there in about a half hour i just about have a uh, what it is? What is it to from my house? You know where I live. Oh, is it over thirty? It's about I say thirty-five to forty is a good range. Yeah, that's what I figure. Yeah. So, so you let me know time, and then I will. Uh, I'll bring some brewskis over. Which, by the way, 
forty. I don't know if you you've seen on our Facebook page or not. About forty two oh four has some interesting uh, summer type of beers. Is it like the cake collection or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Ice cream or, or yeah. I I would I would probably get those, but um, I wouldn't. I I think I would not want more than like one of them, or like really even to like share like the strawberry one or so. Just like share this, right? You know, just to try it, you know. We were uh, we just got home today from family vacation, right? Right. We were up in Wisconsin Dales, uh, had a nice time. Uh, we went up there to relax, and at least for my wife and I, there was. There's no relaxing when you have True. three small children. Uh, <laughs> um, but we, the place that we had that we were staying had it like fridge, kitchen, things like that. So we did a trip to the grocery store and, you know, so we could cook a few things, you know. Uh, yeah. And I got a six pack of a Wisconsin brewery. They're from Milwaukee. And no, it's not like Miller or anything like that, folks. Right. Um, I can't remember the name of the brewery, so I apologize there. But I think the beer was called Lakeside Lager. And I got these on Tuesday, and I realized come yesterday, out of the six, I've only drinking two. Okay. So as we're all walking as a family to the pool in our little area, guess who's got got a cold one in hand perfect and then we get inside and i say and it says no glassware inside uh the the pool fence so i said okay well i better hurry up and drink this uh and then by by the time i went to bed last night i drank the other three so i I drank a six pack this past week okay feel pretty pretty proud of myself about that all right perfect nice yeah and also speaking of you being on vacation um uh, Greg did do one thing that was very funny. We, me, and Greg were talking uh, or messaged each other back and forth on on Facebook. Uh, I forget what we were talking about exactly. And then, and I was at the gym at the time. It was about four or five o'clock. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I get Greg's coming through for a call, and I was like, okay, well, maybe like he we'll just talk about this, whatever it was, and it'll you know solve it. So I answer it. And Greg, there's everybody, there's one bad position to be at when you're talking on a phone, like video <laughs> chat, which is phone completely low. So you have to look down at it. And that's how Greg is. And does it register anything first? And it just goes, hello? I go, hey, what's up? And he goes, did you call me? I go, no, you called me. He goes, oh, I didn't mean to. I was like, okay, I was curious. I'm, I'm going back to the work now, now. <laughs> So and I do this here at the house too, when I'm outnumbered, I mean, we're always outnumbered, you know, uh, yes. three to two kids to adults, but when I'm especially outnumbered, I'll just lay on the floor and let the mm-hmm. twins like kind of crawl on, on top of me. And oh, that yeah. keeps them from like crawling on top of the couch where they could yeah. accidentally, you know, kamikaze off head first. Uh, and so that's what it was is we were in our, you and I were in our conversation. One of the twins, like fell on my stomach or something like that. Right. And so I must've accidentally pushed the button. I didn't mean to. And then I was like, and, and yeah, there's that angle. Yeah, like, there's, there's oh, that angle. 
Oh. <laughs> and I remember the first thing you said is like, oh, that's just perfect. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my uh, goodness. You know, what's funny is I used to do kind of similar thing with Nolan. I Obviously, I was only one kid, not two, but like. I would lay on the floor and I would just because oftentimes I wouldn't be on my phone. I would be uh, playing whatever wrestling game I was into on PlayStation or something or Nintendo 64. And I would just let him crawl over me and stuff. And then a lot of times he would just crawl so much he would just get tired. And then he would just be laying on the floor next to me. So it worked out. Well, that's what happened last night after dinner. Uh, Rob was fussy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, uh, it wasn't like hadn't had last bottle or anything like that or what we call last bottle um everybody else was just kind of i don't i don't remember the specifics all i know is that rob was sitting in my lap and on the couch and then he kind of moved over to the space next to me on the couch and i'll have to send you the picture uh okay. he he got he was fussing and then he just went quiet cuz just like he just passed yeah. out oh yeah yep and then he woke up at six this morning and like threw up. He Ooh. had, a, he had a, a rough day. It was firing out of both ends several times today. Ooh, so. Okay. okay. Well, that's no good. Hopefully he gets better. Fortunately, not on the six plus hour drive back from Wisconsin. Oh, okay. So you, oh, you drove? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I, uh... we, we, we broke it up on, we left the house here on Sunday. Okay. And we drove to Rockford, stayed the night. Uh, stopped in Bloomington, got some okay. pizza, and then and then drove up to Rockford, stayed the night, and then off to Wisconsin on Monday. Today, uh, we were all like, "Just go home." As long as yeah. the tw- as long as the twins are cooperative, we had plenty of entertainment. You know, the the drop down mm-hmm. movie player whatnot for for the oldest. Um, so he had he was entertained. As long as we could just we so we did it. We we drove from Wisconsin to uh uh el paso illinois about halfway through i think uh because we had made the promise of mcdonald's for lunch okay Uh, and so we got got the mcdonald's through the drive-thru and then went to a little park that was there in the town and everybody stretched their legs a little bit ate some lunch and then jumped back in and got on home what's the most you've ever driven hmm one, 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 like one route, one, one, one way. It was, if he's listening to this, best friend of the show, Josh, it was actually for his wedding. It was okay. April 2013. My wife and I started at our old house in Salem, left there mm-hmm. about seven o'clock in the morning and maybe a little before and got out to like Gearing, Scotts Bluff, Nebraska area. I can't remember which one. I'm, I'm sorry, Josh. I know where he lives now, but I don't remember where we stayed the night. Um, and that was about 14 hours. God. Because we got there maybe a little after. We got there eight-ish, something like that at night. And that's mountain time. See, I, I have a trip coming up I got to take, which is going to be like, five and a half, six hours. And that's going to be like, cause I'm, I mean, I, I, I guess I've 10, I've never driven that much before I've ridden in a car for that mm-hmm. much. Cause it's going up to where my dad, well, my dad, and my grandma and you know, that part of the family was from. Um, 
But then, so so that's going to be okay. It's still kind of kind of suck. But then, uh, so actually, funny thing is, speaking of El Paso, my sister uh, is back in the states now. Yes, and they're moving to El Paso, Texas. I wish it was El Paso, Illinois. Uh, uh, well, I'll be just be closer. Yeah, because I was thinking about it, and it probably won't be till next year, like next summer. But I'm like, I can't. I want to visit them. So it's either pay good amount of money. For plane tickets, which is only like a five-hour plane ride, a four or five-hour plane ride, it's not much. Um, or drive, but that's an 18-hour one way. I'm like, I don't know if I could do that. That's a lot. So I'm I'm getting skeptical of my of my memory here, which <laughs> should come as a surprise to no one. Uh, I just Googled you know, like the distance from Salem, Illinois, Salem, Illinois, where we used to live to Scott's Bluff. Right. And it says it's 13 hours and 54 minutes. Uh, I mean, that's very so close that's, to 14 hours. <laughs> is that what I said? Okay. Yeah, uh, you said now right. I'm, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm checking one more. And then after you're done checking, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about comic books or something. <laughs> maybe. So I have done by myself in one shot uh, a 10 hour, 10 and a half hour drive from Salem to Dallas. Okay. okay. Um, and when I was working my last job for the water company, on a couple of occasions, I would get up at, uh, leave the shop 435, something like that, and drive to just south of Chicago uh, oh, to do yeah. an, to do a delivery and then drive back. Yeah, that's insane. So, um, and I'll tell you what, none of those drive like I. So I used to drive across Nebraska all the time, right? Uh, you know, for for work when I was living out there. If if there was a tournament or something in, in like Lincoln, that still is like an eight and a half nine hour drive. Um, but I I was the, I'm the guy who you know, especially in my younger days, I I would make one stop. It was always in North Platte which doesn't mean anything to a lot of people, but Josh knows what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, and that was too. And I always used to say this, even back then when I was witty, it was to fill up one tank and empty the other. <laughs> All right. And and then I, I, you know, go the rest of the way to Lincoln or, or wherever I was going. Um, but with the kids, it's a different animal because you got to keep those yeah. little turds entertained. And thankfully oh, yeah. they slept a lot. <laughs> Not You're not good. not the yeah. oldest, but the twins. They they yeah. a lot. So one of the things that I did uh, take advantage of on uh, my vacation was early mornings when I was the early you know first one awake, evenings when I was the last one awake, or nap times when I was the only one awake. And I did some reading, Mike. Let's hear about it. Uh, we talked about some of these books uh, previously, but I did read. Moon Knight, the Moon Knight that you have read. This is <laughs> yes. the uh, complete uh, Brian Michael Bendis collection where mm-hmm. Moon Knight is hearing voices. Uh, yes. And, and those are the voices of Spider-Man, Captain America, and Wolverine. So I read that, and that was uh, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I like the approach that uh, um, Mark Spector is a, a TV Hollywood producer. <laughs> and, right. And so the show that, that's on like syndication or whatever – um, which gets canceled, I think they say in the first season. Um, but it's like the story of his life, you know, uh, yeah. tongue in cheek there. 
All right. So the other thing that I read, Mike, I'm super excited about this. And I really enjoyed this book, which should come as no surprise to you, is Lock and Key, The Golden oh. Age. Ah, that's like a prequel, right? It is. It is. Okay. The, the the same creative team all came back. Uh, Joe Hill, Gabriel Rodriguez, Jay Fotos, uh, if I'm pronouncing any of those right. Um, and it is uh, the Locke family at Key House, uh, but from 100 years ago. Um, and they date it pretty well because they're, they're, you get the indication it's like right before world right before the american involvement of world war one okay so um it i the way it opened up i thought it was going to be more of an anthology yeah yeah um and it's it's not it it it's it's heartbreaking in a way it's really good um and you'll really enjoy it mike after you read the other (laughs) right (laughs) the other lock and key uh books that are out there uh eventually um but uh, it was just really, really enjoyable. Um, not, I didn't know what to expect. I, mean, I didn't know what to expect about Lock and Key when I first picked that up free comic book day years back. Uh, and I read them all, you know, lickety split. Uh, and then some time went by and this came out. Maybe I think the anthology or the collected version here came out um, earlier this year. And I sat on it. I didn't get it right away, but I did pick it up. Uh, you know, one of my more recent trips to Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. And it, I just try to figure out how to, how to best phrase this, Mike. I just really enjoyed the, the story, how, how they took new characters with maybe um, a new set of problems and they told new stories, but but they were all a touch familiar because having read the previous, you know, series, you know, I, you have that familiarity of, Oh, I, you don't need it, that introduction of what key does, what, you know, it, right. it's not an origin story. It's not even a, maybe a prequel story. It's just a different set of stories in that same house with people from a hundred years ago. It was really good, Mike, really good. I look forward to reading it after I read lock and key, whenever you get that back. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I too did a little bit of reading. Uh, I know last time I talked about the Spider-Man book. I finished that one, of course. And then I picked up a Batman classic picked up from my shelf. Uh, Batman, the killing joke. Really? You hadn't read that yet. I knew about the story. Um, actually, it was funny is I remember. God, it's got to be. I want to say well over five, maybe even closer to 10 years ago. Um, listening to Kevin Smith when he used to uh, interview artists and, and writers and creators. And I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Alan Moore, Brian Bullen, or Tim Sale, who he interviewed. But whoever it was was talking about the killing joke. And it was said at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, that's, you know, blah, blah. That's when Batman kills Joker. And um, Kevin Smith is like, wait, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, that I thought that was obvious at the end. There's, you know, the panels where they're both laughing together. And then um, you see Batman's hands kind of go around Joker's neck. And then you you see, you know, ha 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 written the panel. And then the next few panels are nothing. He goes, that's when Batman killed Joker. That's it. And Kevin's just like, he's like, I had no idea. He's like, I've read that several <laughs> times. And he goes, I did not get that from that. Now, I say that 
but also there is uh at the very end but it's kind of like a is it a forward or a end whatever the end part is epilogue uh, epilogue epilogue yes and i'm not gonna find it but whoever was writing it was like uh in the very beginning they were like I'm going to tell you definitively whether or not Batman killed Joker. And they go on to talk about other stuff. And then at the very end, he goes, okay, this is what I think of whether or not Batman killed Joker. The answer is, and then it just says dot, dot, dot. Of course. You know, um, I, I've heard not great things about the animated movie. I heard, okay, mm. not as good as this, but anyway, so I, mean, I read well, it. No, it, it's not. I mean, first of all, it is, is no surprise to, you, me, or anybody listening is more often than not what's on the page is better than what's on the screen, right? True. Um, True. That being said, I'm pretty sure you can watch Killing Joke for free on HBO Max. And I plan on it, even if it's bad. Then I picked up another Batman one. Uh, this one, Batman Arkham Asylum, Serious House on Serious Earth. Uh, Grant Morrison wrote it. In fact, I was, uh, I was reading into that, and this is his first Batman book that he did. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Dave McKean uh, was the artist on it. I know. Okay. One of the things we've talked about previously was uh, both me and you don't pay attention to the art as much because we're reading the story. Mm-hmm. You know, we're reading the, the, the bubbles. This one, you almost have to pay attention to the art. And it is very much horror based um, kind of dream like. Like when and and I noticed this not only with this book but with other books, sometimes they'll write the uh, text in different ways for different characters. You know, Joker's in this one is written in red, and it's and maybe just because I have bad eyes, but I don't think I do. But I had to like kind of like lean in to really like because just the way it was written mm-hmm. is almost scratched on there. You know, Batman's was a different color; the other ones different colors. Uh, so it really brought you in, and. Uh, I when I was reading this, one thing I was thinking about was, you know, they've done all kinds of different Batman movies and stuff like that. One that I could really see them doing based on this is almost like a horror based Batman. And I'm not a horror fan at all, but having somebody like Guillermo del Toro do a Batman or even Sam Raimi do a Batman, add that element to it. That would be interesting. You know, would it be as good as the book? No, of course not. But it would be interesting. And I know they do gritty Batman. That's the, the thing for the last 10 years now. But I, I I think gritty and horror, you can separate the two. Sort two of. Yeah. You know, you can be. I'm really interested. We, we haven't talked about this, but the trailer for the Munsters movie. Oh, God, I couldn't make it through it. OK. All right. So I did. Um, OK. It, it just seems like. I don't dislike Rob Zombie. Right. Yeah. I, um, you know, I never watched like House of a Thousand Corpses. I never even watched the. Uh, uh, I can't remember the oh. Devil's Rejects. Right. Yeah. I yeah. did watch his first Halloween movie, but like this just seems. Like bright for bright sake, you know, like it's not it's not toned yeah. down green, you know, colors. It's everything's just super bright, which I. Maybe that's something they were going for in the 60s with the Munsters, but they couldn't pull off because the technology wasn't there. You know, they had everything. I mean, when Munsters first came out, it wasn't black and white. It wasn't until later that, uh, you know, they actually got 
some of those uh, later episodes or maybe some of like the TV movies in color, but this version just like so bright. Like yeah. that Herman Munster is uh, as green as the Green Lantern tattoo on me arm. Yes. Um, and and that's troublesome. Um, so I feel like, but I, feel, I don't know how I get, like there's a way you're right. There's a way and there's a director and a visionary who could pull off that story mm-hmm. it, because there's there, there's a significant difference between like gritty and like full on horror. And you can yeah. have, you can have a horror movie that's still, I mean, it has all the horror elements, but is not like, you know, like the Batman movie was, you know, where it's so dark. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> you can, it, and this is again, it, it's based on Arkham, Arkham Asylum. So, you know, lighting's going to be sketchy at best anyway. So it's going to be, along the realms of like darker but i I don't know it'd be do you think something like that would be better as a movie mike or do you think maybe as like a a six episode miniseries on hbo max i would like a six episode miniseries you know flesh it out a little bit more because the story is there's a little bit of an origin story for arkham but then it's also that the inmates have taken over arkham asylum brought Batman in and Batman kind of goes on this journey and trying to figure everything out, you know, a bit of psychological. It's probably been 10 years since I've read that, you know, so um, I need when I, when I come over for, to have, to have a drink and do a podcast, I will, I will drop it off and along with several other ones. So no, no worries there. In fact, Greg, you'll get extra actually. Mike. We'll do make, a trade. Make room, Greg. <laughs> make room. Uh, okay, I read one last series of books or comic books. And Greg, I cannot believe that I had not read finished reading these. I can't either, Mike. I was shocked. Shocked. Uh well, not you, that you shocked. will be shocked actually when you find out what, what books they are, because I didn't realize I had these still. Because they were I've all my comic book stuff. These were like underneath some books. And that is once, by the way, we've talked about these several times on this podcast. At least you have. <laughs> Descendant by Stephanie Phillips. And I'm not going to try to pronounce um, the artist. Actually, I will. Evgenyev Bornyakov. Yeah, sure. I, you correct me important. if I'm wrong, Stephanie. Or, yeah, I was going to say, you got the important one right. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I I had read the first one because I only have two through five here. I think you have the first one. I think I gave it back to you. Hopefully. If not, it's somewhere around here. I don't know. Um, but I so I read I read two through five tonight and I, it ends with the end question. It's like a cliffhanger. And I was trying to look up to see if there's more descendant. I don't know if there is or not. There is not a- yet. Stephanie, I know you're busy do, making money with DC, but come on. You got to give me more uh, A Man Among Ye and more Descendant, you know? It's true. Forget, it, forget it, about it, making all this money. It was Descendant that made me reach out to Stephanie in the first place. And okay. about that time, she was doing Butcher in Paris, uh, which was, as she said, you know, a very personal story. A Man Among Ye had not come out yet. Uh, and then everything else so um she she's busy <laughs> she, is, she is but i you know i will be honest i i think she's an 
excellent writer. And I'm not saying that because she's been on the podcast and of course we want her to be on again. Like I legitimately like like the descendant, it was shorter stories, but it I finished it within minutes. Like because it was just like I want to read the next one or want to mm-hmm. read the next one. I even I, I knew the fifth one was the last one I had, and I'm like, I don't know how this story is gonna end. That's it's gonna have to continue on, right? So I, I say that with like when I go to Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. Just as I've talked about with when I see Jeff Lemire on, on, on you know, a cover, I know like I'm, I'm probably going to like this. It's the same honestly with the Stephanie Phillips. Mm-hmm. Like I have never read Butcher in Paris, but I know I would like it. I read Grimm. I'm reading yeah. Grimm. And I love it. I just think it's funny. You know, we talk about like doing the trade and you say uh, make room over there. It was November of 2020 before the twins were born. That I right. cleaned out the comic book room. You know, I boxed everything up and I tried to get everything all organized. And I told myself and I told my wife and I told you and I told Tim at Twilight Comics, Swansea, Illinois. I'm like, I got to cut down on what I'm buying. Well, so you're not buying more. It's I'm just giving you like I'm giving you the ones back that you already have. But I still, plus ones that I bought. I still buy kind of a lot. That's <laughs> You know, I I, I find I think I was, I know I'm I'm going to go to Twilight Comics because obviously you know picking up the stuff, and I'm like okay I can't spend that much, but I'm like I know I'm going to spend a decent amount. You know, I just I just gotta I gotta tell myself before I go in there, okay, you can only buy X amount, and, and stick with that, unless of course I see stuff that I really want that I have to get it. All right, I've got one more thing I want to show you before we can move on to some of the news and notes and yeah, and let's uh, do it. The other thing, talking about not spending money on things. And I tried. I tried giving this guy money. I I got a Facebook message from a buddy of mine who I actually saw him. He's a former roommate back when I lived up in Nebraska in in the house with a best friend of the show, Josh and everybody. And I saw him at Josh's surprise uh, 40th birthday party. I gave him a little bit of like well-meaning crap. I was like, man, I remember you were going to, you know, do some artwork for me and never materialized. So a couple of weeks ago, I got a Facebook message from him saying, Hey, what is your address? Right. I was like, why do you want to know? He's like, <laughs> I got something nice I got to send you. And here's a little, a little tease, a little taste of it. Okay. And if we're foolish, my, my wife and I, we were not, good vacationers we did not put a hold on the mail for the week we were going or anything like that so okay. we're like oh crap um because he reached out to me earlier he said hey did you get a package yet this week i said I, we're in wisconsin I, he's like oh crap i was supposed to get it this week and had no idea if we did or not so get home today i'm super excited because i know it should be here and it is and i gotta give a shout out to uh ross glassburn who painted this from an idea that we had discussed almost 20 years ago. Okay. Okay. And, and it arrived today and he will not accept any compensation commission for it. I was like, you know, I like to, uh, you know, I I'm, I'm a firm believer in like paying talent to people for their skills. He's like, I've, right. I've never accepted money for any painting that I've ever done. He said, this is your birthday present. Holy hell, that is amazing. So we got yeah, it is um it, it's borrowed 
it in loosely from the the classic uh, Green Lantern storylines. I know I know they did it uh, kind of twice, uh, but where Hal Jordan loses his mind, kills Green Lanterns, and steals their power rings. Uh, so this is you know just one one little bit of of uh, Hal Jordan, and and he's not like cackling like he is on some of those iconic right. covers, but he's just looking very very strong and powerful and he's got done two three four five six and eight that you can see uh rings of power on his on his fist and uh you know just per- something really that's, good something that'll just hang up perfectly here in the uh, office area you, and you know what you gotta do you gotta wherever the picture of you and your wife at the at your wedding is take that one down replace it with the green that one just to see if she says anything I, I, she would, <laughs> <laughs> but what? No, I thought it was, I thought it went perfectly there. Uh, I'm just looking like it's gonna sound bad. Um, my oldest did some art, uh, right, and one of his something maybe a, like a uh, classmate's birthday party or something like that, and it's on the wall, and it's like it's stretch fabric framed things like that. And it's uh, an ice cream cone. Okay. With a bunch of, you know, like blobs of ice cream, scoops of ice cream, I guess. And I'm like, I could take that down and put this picture up, but then I'll be in even more hot water if I did that. Then, yeah. you know. So uh, I'll find a spot for it. I'm not worried. Right above yeah. your, right, right by your bed. And kiss it every night. Yes. <laughs> every night. Yeah. Night, night. House. No, that's really, that's really good art. That's really good. He, he's, he's oh. tremendous. Um, he has a unique style. I don't know mm-hmm. how to define it. Um, and, and again, Ross Glassburn is, is his name. I don't think he's got like a deviant art. I don't think he's got any type of like, again, he's never accepted any, I, I told him like, you have two children and you're expecting a third. Can I donate to the diaper fund? He's like, no, we're yeah, two, yeah. We, we got it all. I was like, Okay, thanks. God. All right. I mean, it's not my nature to not, you know, compensate somebody for their hard work, you know. Yeah. Uh so really very cool, completely unexpected. Uh that you know that would be headed my way this month. So uh Ross, if you're listening to this man, I it, I told you, I said, Well, here's what I'll do. If I gotta want to make sure I get this right. Instead of monetary compensation, uh, what did I tell him I would provide? Uh, I'll shout your talent and your generosity from the mountaintops. So, yes, I don't know if Nerd United is the mountaintops. Um, <laughs> We're more of a valley, but still, <laughs> you start somewhere, you know. <laughs> but uh, Ross Glassburn, uh, Mike, you saw tremendously talented, and yeah. again, uh, the the words of generosity. Expect you know, n- not not even accepting, but expecting no, you know, compensation for it. It's Dude's got a heart of gold and and talent to match. So, thank you very much, Ross. Yes, I almost wish he would accept because I mean, not that we could do much, but I, I would love for him to get more work. But I won't get work if he's not getting paid for it. He seems happy. Hey, doing right, what that's he's doing. So, hey, that's paint, fine. As long as he's happy, you're good. That's good. Painting for fun. Yep. So, well, Mike, uh, as you may know. This week is or weekend, I should say, is the weekend of the San Diego Comic Con. Yes, indeed. Back in its regularly scheduled uh, time slot after the last two years of of uh, 
not getting together in person to talk about nerdy stuff. And I think, you know, it's, it's great. I feel like the nerd community needed to, you know, find, find a, a, a way, find a place, find a time, whatever to get back together. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, we weren't also, there, but we didn't get no. an invitation. I also have a feeling we're not going to get much big breaking news on on this on, on Comic Con. I at least for Marvel, I think they're going to wait for D twenty three. D twenty three. Not not to interrupt, and I know he's. I, I think some representations slated to be there, but is it, do you know if DC's doing their fandom again, or was that more of a one one shot? Well, I think they did it twice, I believe. They did it two years in a row. But I have a feeling they'll... I think that might be done. I have a feeling that might be done. I feel like it was wildly successful. Yeah, but like, I given, mean... Given the time we were in, you know. Yeah, it was it was successful, but they can definitely make more money by charging tickets, you know. But I don't think... I don't know how the commerce aspect of this works. They don't like for Hall H. Mm-hmm. They don't make that money, do they? That that all goes to the con. Maybe I don't know. I honestly don't know how it works either. Because I mean, because wouldn't that be like why? Like Disney has their own built-in, like you said, D twenty-three and, and right. you know Star Wars Day and things like that. You know, they have various pods around the year. So they can cluster out some, mm-hmm. my goodness, uh, some information. I feel like DC could do just as well. Have again, it'd be in a position with fandom where all eyes are truly on them. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, say, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know anything. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I they've announced a couple things at uh, Comic Con. Tell me, tell me some of these things, Mike. I'm honestly, I'm not even looking at the Facebook. I put a couple on the Facebook page. I know they're having What If Season 2. And I believe Season 3 as well. Or Season 3 has been confirmed as well. They're having Marvel Zombies. Which is going to be... Do you think they'll get that right? No, not necessarily. Zombies include Scarlet Witch, Captain America, Hawkeye, Abomination, Ghost, Captain Marvel... Icarus and Okoye. Heroes include Ms. Marvel, Jimmy Wu, Yelena Belova, Kate Bishop, Red Guardian, Shang-Chi, Katie, and Death Dealer. Yeah. Now that's that's gonna be animated, right? I mean it's got oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh also speaking of an- the animated on the am- animated side, they are doing um Spider-Man freshman year. It's an animated Spider-Man, and now I forget all oh, tra- Charlie Cox is going to voice Daredevil in there. I don't think Tom Holland is. Yes. I don't think Tom Holland is voicing uh, Spider-Man. In fact, I'm almost positive he's not, but they're at freshman year. And then the sophomore year is, uh, you know, the next season. Uh, I am Groot is going to be August 10th. I think it's like a five animated shorts, five or six animated shorts. That's going to be fun. uh, yeah, just, yeah, it'll be yeah, just you know, it'll be interesting. 
God, what else? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember uh, what Sp- else. Speaking there. of, uh, and I'm I, I'm going to cut you off accidentally there, um, or not accidentally, I guess, but uh, briefly. August 10th, you said is I am Groot, which is confirmed as I'm looking at it right now. Um, but there is an original movie, animated full length animated feature movie coming to Apple uh, Plus, and I believe it's around the same time, August 10th, August 11th, and I think it's just called Luck. And that looks super fun. I think it's got some of the, you know, the old uh, Pixar and Illumination, you know, creators in that uh, in that workshop. So it looks it looks pretty good. Looks kind of fun. I'll I'll have to look into that. I know you don't typically get back on the uh, Apple Plus until Ted Lasso. Right. Or or Mythic Quest, you know, if that if that comes back. Yeah. I'll be I'll be I'll be sad when ted lasso's over that's true yeah so yeah he'll, he'll always be in our hearts though we can always go back and watch you know? him. he'll never yeah, age also true <laughs> he'll never yeah. age in our in our hearts yeah uh, I, I, uh is there any more uh, besides the trailer the big trailer that they released um figure? national treasure edge of history oh yeah they're doing a tv series which should be good in fact i was before jumping on with you, and as I'm sure I'll probably finish it after uh, we're, we're done here, is I was watching National Treasure 2 Book of Secrets. That is true. I noticed that on your TV when you sent me the picture. In fact, I was going to compliment and go, hey, good good show or a good movie. I didn't know if it was Thank one you. or two, though. Yes, but they're both both great. Well, I think one's better than the second one. If I, I, remember. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't watched two recently we we went down a uh uh kind of disney live action adventure type of uh uh rabbit hole from the time we were still in the vehicle my wife put in percy jackson the lightning thief okay uh and we watched that and then we picked that up and finished that on disney plus when we got home and then we went from that to a nick cage movie the sorcerer's apprentice okay okay, yes yes and then we went from that i went from that into National Treasure Two Book of Secrets. All right, perfect, good, good choices. I mean, I, Percy Jackson, I've never seen, but I, I like it. Uh, I'm interested on the series that's going to be coming from, you know, to yeah. Disney Plus here in the future. Yeah, but because in in the OG book, like I, I, I watched the first movie, and then I read all five books. And then I watched the second movie. All right. Because, like, you know, I was hooked by that point. Uh, but in that first movie, there's a scene where they they actually make a visit to downtown St. Louis and they're in the Gateway Arch. And that oh, okay. scene was not in the first movie for time. And, you know, you can only do so much. Right. So uh, let's get a good young cast. Yes. And let's go make all these stories. Let's go. Speaking of a good Let cast. Go. Oh. All right. Uh, they had one trailer that I, I'm going to probably show. There's several trailers, actually, but one tr- decent trailer. Uh, they have a du- I had no idea they were doing, doing this, but they had a Dungeons and Dragons movie. They had the trailer out. Comes out March 2023. Actually looks kind of really good. Well, actually got- kind of interested in it. It's got one of the top four Chris's in Hollywood. It does have a top four Chris. Absolutely. It has Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. The badass. 
and it has a whole lot of other people. There are there's more than two people in this movie for sure. I'll tell you what. That, in that the, we know of. while I was watching the trailer, I was thinking. I didn't say it. I, I was holding on to this thought for this very moment. That movie looks expensive. <laughs> yes. Yes, it I mean, does. You you can't. I I applaud Peter Jackson for doing as much as he could with practical effects, you know, from the Hobbit mm-hmm. houses and, and things like that, the miniatures. But you cannot create a fantasy world it like this. That's full-fledged. There's a ton of action in yeah. this. Uh, similar, similarly to um, we got a full trailer for uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons, you know, that that spinoff, whatever, you know, we got a full yeah. plot trailer for that. And that's due out in less than a month now, I think. Similarly, I mean, like you can't it, you want to make dragons look good. It's going to cost you some money. Oh, absolutely. You know what I thought when I first saw it? And I thought you were going to have the same thought. As I was watching it, I thought, you know, what would be an interesting movie to make is if they took the die comic books and made that into a movie, but then I'm like, but people that don't don't know those comic books would just go, well, you're just ripping off Dungeons and Dragons. Cause it is a, a, a not a, a rip off of it, but is it, it's inspired. It has to be inspired it, by Dungeons and Dragons. It's incorporated by, you know, very, mm-hmm. maybe they call it a different game. Right. You know, on the inside uh, or, or in the, in the series die or in the story. Um, but it is draws a fair amount of of uh, uh, borrows leisurely, I suppose, or, yes. or, or liberally. Yeah, liberally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's that that's I didn't I didn't make that cross point. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you did, Mike. You're a good well, one. And, and I because I don't obviously I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not against it, though. Did but, you ever? No, never have. Because when when I was younger, it wasn't cool to play Dungeons and Dragons, so I avoided it. Yeah, but I thought I thought that that would have been while like, oh, you and Corey and and the other Corey and. No, I I mean, they they definitely no, never uh, did. Um, Now, busy drinking beers and yeah, exactly. Smoking doobies. I feel like I'm too old maybe now for it. And also I don't have the time because I know some sometimes they're like they'll do like eight, 10, 15 hour plus campaigns. And I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm, remi- I'm reminded of the couple times that the uh, hit American television sitcom series community went mm-hmm. to D and D land, yes. which was a, a lot of fun. I mean, it, it, I, I remember sitting down a couple of times to play it as a youth. Right. I don't know if we ever actually finished <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like you know, you, you sit down in the summer, like at, uh, at ten o'clock on a Tuesday, and four o'clock, and mom's home from work. You better get your butt home, you know, to right. uh, do chores or you know, or, or you know, mom's gonna be home soon, so you better run home right. and get the trash out and the dishwasher yeah. and you know, all that <laughs> other stuff, you know. Uh, so I just I I think I remember having a friend. One no, <laughs> I I remember sitting at somebody's table and and one had uh one of the my friends had that one cardboard blocker so where he can you know see out but you can't right. see oh, yeah, in, yeah you know and and he had like uh, graph paper that he yeah. had 
maps on and things like that. Like he he took it serious, which is cool. I it never mm-hmm. never was against the idea. I'm still not against the idea. I, I know no, people same. who have played it in adulthood. Uh, there are famous good looking celebrity people who play it in yes. Hollywood. Like I think yes. there's a, a weekly game that's hosted by Joe Manganello. Yes. Of all people. And he's way too good looking to play. I would say if, if like I would not be opposed to, to playing it. Uh, if Joe ever invites us over, one of us, <laughs> if he invites one of us over, the other person comes along as a guest and, and, and then we play, you know, do you think he's too trying to figure out, do you think if he had a cameo in the movie, like, do you think he's too like, and I, I get like who he is off screen, mm-hmm. But I think on screen, you know, he was he was Flash Thompson in, in the OG Spider-Man. He was on How I Met Your Mother and kind of like in that dude, bro, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he's been like Deathstroke, too. Do you yeah. think if, if he appeared as a cameo in, in Dungeons and Dragons, which, by the way, is called Honor Among Thieves. So let's not bury that. It's true. I feel like that'd be a fitting like, we'll see you in the next one, Joe Manganiello. We'll see you in the sequel. OK, it, you know, I. It's interesting to bring that up. What I would like to see if Joe's going to be in it, I and I don't know how they're going to do this, but I don't want him in the fantasy world. I want maybe at the very end when they pull out, it's him playing or it's honestly, it's like he walks in and, and says, you know, can I play or whatever? Like that, that's what I, I want. Cause, cause and I am curious if they are going to do anything where it's like, you show the real world, right? You show, you show the people playing, like if it's going to be interdispersed, cause if not, then it's just a fantasy movie. It just, yeah. just a fantasy yeah. movie with a, with a popular name on it. And it'd be, I, I like, I like your, I like the way you're, you're approaching it. Um, and I'd go one more and, and be like, have the characters not so much like rebel, but you know, mm-hmm. like if, if Chris Pine's character, who's a, a something of a bard or minstrel, you know, right. I think they say, he's like, what do you bring? I, I, I make the plan. Uh, and, and the backup plan is first plan fails. Yeah. <laughs> you, you make a plan that fails. No, fails, right. He's like, but I also play the liar, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, so if you have his character doing something against like, like, counter programming and then he's mm-hmm. looking up in the sky like something like what the hell is going on up there you know right, yeah <laughs> and, and yeah. you have some of that like uh meta I mean, it'd be interesting i don't think they're gonna do that i think they're gonna try to <sighs> it'd be good I, th- I think they could do it i just don't think they will i don't i don't think they will either i i think maybe you get kids playing at the very beginning and then maybe at the very end if if that and then you have you you'd almost have to have some like uh camera panning onto the table and then like you go into the table, but you're right, now you're yeah. like an eagle flying it's, over the landscape. In the know, world, yes. And watching yes. the world. So yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know what studios put that out, but uh we're always here. We got good ideas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. More Joe Manganello, less of everybody else. I'm, I'm fine with that. I think there's other people that play too. Or, I mean, there's obviously other people that play. Is Joe Manganiello Joe. in his basement every Friday I think night? Vin Diesel plays. I think I think Vin Diesel plays too. I feel like Will Wheaton is a. Well, well of course, of course he does. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a, talking he, about like like people that you wouldn't expect to play. 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be. I would be like, oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. By the way, I saw quite a bit of The Rock this weekend or this past week because we were watching shows on like Discovery. We were watching Animal Planet. We were watching, and this coming week is Shark Week. And your master of ceremonies is, of course, Dwayne Johnson. So every promo, in, in, and there was at least one promo in every commercial break, has him on top of a cliff, looking like, yeah. And they see a bunch of what I think are like CGI sharks down in the water that they look kind of fake. He's like, how many sharks did you say we needed? <laughs> you know, kind of. Uh, I see, I thought you were going to bring something else up because speaking of The Rock, mm-hmm. The Rock leads to WWE. And we have the WWE news on Nerds United. If you want wrestling news, you come to Nerds United. Breaking news 10 hours ago. <laughs> right. And that is just when we're recording this. Lord knows when you'll actually hear it. <laughs> 30 hours from now. Uh, breaking news is that Vincent Kennedy McMahon, at the age of 77, is retiring which is one thing people said he would not do. They said he will never retire. He will be there until his last breath. Well, not true anymore. Triple H is back as the executive vice president in charge of talent relations. Mm-hmm. Stephanie McMahon is co-CEO along with Nick Khan. I have no idea who Nick Khan is. Uh, best friend of the show, Josh and I were discussing this, probably related to Tony. Okay. And probably leaked all the information so that he could take control of the company. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's just some, some yeah. bad humor. Um, a lot of speculation. I wonder, as a podcast listener, if mm-hmm. this means that Bruce Pritchard's going to be uh, back to recording podcasts every week and uh, off the uh, WWE teat. Yeah, I don't know. If they're going to go into more youthful direction with their creative or maybe maybe they just close everything down no more wwe just just sell it all to uh the other con to tony that's right the comic con (laughs) like like tony con needs anything more to screw up Uh, (laughs) but again breaking right here on nerds united the only podcast on the jerry monkey podcast network for breaking news for for wrestling or just breaking news in general? It, wrestling, sorry. I, oh, okay. I, I forgot where. No, nah, not breaking news. I mean, the other stuff I don't care about. Yeah. So the only one, the only one for wrestling is right here on, you know, Chad sent me a message on Monday. He's like, hey, you feel like recording? I was like, well, I'm in Wisconsin. So no. And he was like, well, that's not a no. I did have my laptop with me because I had to produce a five heart podcast that I did not participate in. Okay. Um, so I think I owe Chad a couple of recordings this weekend. Well, what do you guys have an idea? Can you give a, a teaser of what you might be talking about? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Usually it's like, Hey, you want to record? And that's what he says. And I say, uh, what do you want to talk about? You got a topic. He's like, yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. I mean, Hey, you know, it some works. of our, some of our shows and you listen to them, Mike, God bless mm-hmm. you. I do. Uh, that that's, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like we're figuring it out as we go. <laughs> It's you know sometimes it's okay, it's okay to do that. Mike, 
a couple other things that I wanted to talk with you about, and and I didn't know, I, I didn't know if if you're all right putting off our other topic since it's kind I of. I figured we were going to because okay. of time. I figured that's fine. Cool, cool, cool. So, did you see this article from Hollywood Reporter about the comic creators claiming that they are underpaid by Marvel when their uh, characters end up in the MCU? I saw you put it out, but I did not read it because reading's hard. So basically what happens is that some of the uh, creators of some of the characters who made appearances in the MCU are unhappy. Uh, they don't feel like they're compensated appropriately for cre- And I'm not talking about like Captain America or Iron Man, you know, the, right. some of those, but you know, like um, uh, Florence Pugh's character, Yelena or, uh, Ms. Marvel. I don't know about Ms. Marvel. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. But uh, Red Guardian, possibly. See, right. and a lot of this stems from the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit when they decided to do day and day theater and Disney Plus, which affected her compensation. Um, yeah. Now, I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. From both sides. One is, yeah, you know, Marvel can afford to pay these people more. You know, there's no reason Marvel's a multi-billion dollar company at this point because they're owned by Disney and Disney has all the money and they can afford to pay these people more than what they're reportedly being given. I don't necessarily trust the reports that they gave to Hollywood Reporter. I also don't have any reason to doubt them. I haven't seen any financial statements. I'm just saying, you know, Marvel could do better, I feel. Um, However, the other side of it is that's good. And I'll tell you why, because maybe it will force more good writers and artists to say, you know, maybe I don't need to work for Marvel and DC as, as what is essentially just a hired hand, you know, like, right. okay, maybe I'll add something to the Marvel universe, the Marvel comic book universe or the, or the DC comic universe. Maybe I'll add something. Maybe I'll, bring them a new character. But if I don't have control over that character, if I don't have the freedom to do with that character, what I like, I, you know, what I think is they should take their great idea for a character, change it up just enough that they're not going to be hit with a lawsuit and then make a story, put it on image, top cow, aftershock, uh, dark horse, you know, somewhere else where they have more say, more control in what happens with that character. Um, off the top of my head, someone like uh, Bloodshot, which is a, I have to, I've got one of those around here somewhere. It, oh, it's a Valiant. Never mind. I knew that. Uh, that's a Valiant character. Could. Th- th- there's a world where he fits in, in the DC universe or something like that. Uh, he's not all that different from Punisher from a violence standpoint. I'm sure he has, you know, the, the healing ability and things like that that give him like an upgrade. But that creator probably may have had a much better deal knowing that that movie a couple of years ago went and granted went to theaters and the beginning of COVID and, and therefore it didn't have a good return. But it, it got there and he probably had a better percentage a better deal worked out than what somebody, you know, writing for Marvel's getting, you know what I mean? I feel like we've talked about this before. 
I feel like we've had a very similar conversation before because, and I, I somewhat agree with you, but here's, here's the thing. One, I really wish we could know from uh, an artist or a writer or whoever it was and to, to know about contracts and what it says in there and, you know, how is it spelled out? Because yes, let's, okay. I'm going to use, I'm going to use Stephanie again for, for an example, because she works at DC, right? I would love to know from her if, if she creates a character, she keeps creates whatever captain crazy, right? And captain crazy gets really popular in DC, right? Number one, I, I have a feeling that's even though she created, if she's, if DC is paying her, that's DC's property, no matter what, if she creates it or not. Right. Right. Now, if she was going to, if she went to Aftershock or whatever, that's uh, kind of a, a less of the, a, a less popular ones, let's just be honest, and creates Captain Crazy over there. She might have more rights to it, but it might not get as popular. They don't, they're not, their distribution is not as great as, you know, for, for the mainstream audience as Marvel and DC. It's just not. So I don't know if it's a give and take of, I create this character that I don't really have as much rights to but it's going to be spread out nation not not nationwide globally or i have more rights to it but not many people are going to see it yeah i i see that the, the distribution models are, are completely different absolutely um and like once again i i don't know the contracts of any of the artists any of the writers i don't know if I, I don't know if it's like DC or not DC, uh, Marvel, sorry, is telling them we're going to pay you 5000 and they're only giving them 1000 for whatever reason. It's kind of the crux of, of that Hollywood Reporter article is that okay. they're, they're promising, you know, like up to $25,000 and then uh, paying, you know, like they're saying like, oh, well, you know, the artist and the and the writer are splitting 25000 and then it got reduced from that to like 5000 or 6000 something like that, so. You know what? Maybe, okay, maybe I did read that I, or something. So maybe I don't. Maybe it was that article I read, but was there also something in there where it talked about like uh, a, a cameo? Like, yep. um, okay, then it was. I did read it. Um, where they were talking about uh, uh, like it has to be on like less than seven percent of the of the screen time because they were talking about Captain America wasn't technically considered a cast member in infinity war because he was on there for less than seven he's on he was only on screen like 19 minutes or something like that well i am I, I, I was trying to think of the one winter soldier in captain america's civil war was considered a cameo yeah i think for so. them for them right. so yeah and that's that's a little like that's got to change for sure yeah no especially when the story centers around around him yeah guy. so and, and and yes, it is true that he's probably only on the screen for a certain amount of time. And, and it's probably a lot less than what we think. But like you said, he's mentioned a lot. He's the story mm-hmm. revolves around him. Like, and it's kind of a completely separate uh, movie, obviously. But uh, I remember hearing like for Jurassic Park, like the dinosaurs are only shown for like 10 minutes or something or something like something crazy. The original one? The original one. It was something, it was like you'd be like, wait, only it's probably not 10 minutes, but it's sounds 20 not- minutes. Or, yeah not horribly inaccurate i mean right. you know it's it's a, a marginal compared to the mm-hmm. the whole thing yeah so um anyway I, I i feel like we had talked about that like i said uh i i had thought about your point of, of just the overall distribution and how widespread 
you know, a DC or a Marvel title is compared to some, someone like Aftershock or IDW or Top Cow. Um, but if it's, if it's something that you as a creator are passionate about, like, you know, like, you know yeah. what? I can really throw, this could be the next Rick Grimes. Yeah. You know, this, this could be the next, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Then you got to hold on to that, I would say, right? I mean, give it, give Give Marvel or DC what they're asking of you. Mm-hmm. You know, do do your best. I'm not saying phone it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Do your best, but like, if you're there to write a, a Captain America story, mm-hmm. or a Batman story, or Harley Quinn, or Wonder Woman, or Scarlet Witch, or whatever, well then write those. You don't necessarily have to go back and reinvent the wheel. Save like something that could be an original idea. Something you know, because again, it, and I I see. You know, maybe maybe this is what Stephanie Phillips is doing. Maybe it's not, but all she's doing is building up her name. You know, yeah, she, when she goes, true. when she's done at Marvel, I'm sorry, uh, at DC. You know, she can go, maybe you know, demand a, a higher mm-hmm. uh, asking fee. You know, uh, a, absolutely a higher cut from when yeah. she goes back to Dark Horse or or you know, she goes to Image or or wherever. Um, and again, we use her as an example, folks. Uh, we're big fans, certainly. Uh, and we and we feel, I don't know, I feel blessed that we've been able to kind of follow her career from yeah. from the descendant uh, um, all the way to where she is now. So, so that's why we yeah, use her as an, we, we're not speaking for her. Certainly, we don't we're not in the inner circle of Stephanie Phillips there, um, but we use her as an example because we have watched her career and uh, uh, I dare say we're very proud of her, proud for yes. her. <laughs> oh, and I and I honestly, I would be curious to to talk to her because kind of what we're talking about here and i'm i'm wondering if like if when she goes to dc do they i don't do they tell her like okay i want you to write uh, uh a poison ivy harley quinn story here are the parameters or or do they ever go okay you have to write the harley quinn poison ivy story and i want a new character in there i want uh poison ivy's grandma whatever you know to come in like, poison they, oak <laughs> poison oak exactly <laughs> poison oak to come in <coughs> like like how, how do they tell her that i i was i assume that with the the other you know her descendants and butcher in paris that was all her idea and she just bring it to whoever wants to take it yeah I, again that's stuff that uh, we haven't had the opportunity to visit with her about or or anybody who's been mm-hmm. at that level but yeah i mean I think when you get to a certain level, you have an agent and then the agent communicates with Marvel or DC and says, Hey, they have an idea. If you'd like to hear more about this idea, they'd be willing to sit down. Um, There's probably NDAs. You know, I, Mm -hmm. I know this from listening to fat man beyond is they like Mark and Kevin, they don't ever like accept ideas like, Hey, what are your pitches? You know, they don't, yeah, yeah. you know, because that becomes a whole thing of, because if, if they, if they say, oh, you know, that's that's cool, go do go do your thing. But if they write something down the road that is even marginally right, you know, like maybe there's a Steve Jones in your story and there's a Steve Jones in their story, then yeah, like steal my whatever. So they don't accept pitches, but I know in again and listen to them, they'll accept finished works. You know, if you oh, wanna yeah, yeah. if you want to gift them your book, be like, hey, you know, thanks for inspiration or you know, whatever, uh, over the years. Um but for for Marvel or DC, I think you have to go in with some type of pitch. I, I just don't know how that works. Yeah. So this is what we got to do. 
everybody's listening. You have to share this with 100 people. Have those people share this with 100 more people. <laughs> Get our, our listeners, our downloads, our subscribers, whatever you want to call it, up so high that Stephanie wants to talk to us again. Or who, or even Kevin Smith, you know, whoever. Or they're we like, need, oh, my gosh, the Nerds United podcast. We have to get on that. We need six-figure downloads, folks. Yeah, six-figure downloads. Easily, six-figure downloads. It can be done. I think we're only, what is it? You're only like four stops away or something like that. So if like if all of our regular listeners recruit 100, and yeah. then those 100 recruit, uh, you know, 100 each, you know, then, yeah, you're only. A, yeah. yeah, a simple 100, people, a simple 100. A simple 100. Sure. Who doesn't know 100 people besides me? You know 100 people. You just don't I, like 100 I, I, people. I, I was going to say, I, I guarantee, I, I don't even know if I can name 50 people I talk to. Mike, we should talk sometime. I, I know you know 100 people. I, I, I know of 100 people. I, I bet there's probably a solid 10 that I talk to. And not, not even that, I'll be honest with you. I like talk to on a regular know. basis. You're one of them. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that works for me. My son's the other one. <laughs> Your mom. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there, you know, there's a couple. Okay. So, well, I feel, I feel privileged to be in the position I'm in, Mike. Thank you very You're much. Your top 10. Your top 10 for sure. Yes. And you too, listener. Yeah. Cause Mike knows you all by name. I do. I do. Pro- probably could. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is it. I think, uh, Mike, you good for this I'm episode? Good, yeah. All right, oh, yeah. I feel I feel fulfilled. Uh, I feel sleepy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get some water, and okay. I think I'm going to take my old ass to bed. Perfect. And uh, but before I do that, I'm going to stop this recording for all of you people out in podcast land, Mike, especially for you, sir. Uh, this has been. Nerd United. I'm Greg Mahachko. He's the co-host of the year, Mike Luther. We remind you each and every week to be kind. And rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.